Let's do this. The Cult of Hockey podcast by the faithful and for the faithful. I'm David Staples of the Edmonton Journal, and I'm here today with Bruce McCurdy. Welcome, Bruce. Hey, David. How are you doing tonight? Well, tonight, Bruce, um, the show must go on. We're both not feeling that well. I still have my stupid cold, and you've got a flu, I understand. Yeah, I wasn't feeling too great for a big chunk of the day today, for sure. But you're gritting it out. Yeah, well, that hockey game didn't make me feel any better either. <laughs> wasn't exactly clipboard oh, I, I breaking material, it. but eight shutouts. No, it was. It wasn't. There wasn't it was enough. Dull. Yeah, there wasn't enough emotional energy on my end of the game to break any clipboards, or even yeah. to roll up my notes and throw them across the room or anything like that. It was just. <coughs> Writing was on the wall from early on that uh, just didn't ever seem like they were going to score. Would you would you qualify that as a stinker game for the Oilers? Because they were pretty much even in scoring chances. Nine to eight, grade eight chances for Arizona. Would you say that was a stinker for the Oilers, though? Uh, yeah, I think I, I would call it a stinker. Okay. They just they didn't generate a whole lot. You know, they came out flat as... Piss on a plate, as one of the old <laughs> new, newer sayings go. I don't know where it came from. but That sounds like something it, from Newfoundland, Bruce. I know what it means, and uh, it's pretty pretty self-evident what it means. First period was horrible. Actually, Bruce, uh, it's not clear to me where piss on a plate comes from. No, like, I know. Who would ever think of that? I don't know. It's one of those <laughs> weird sayings. Flatter than, okay, I would be flat. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> Flat and unpalatable, I think, is the combination, and that's what this game was. They came, they came on a little bit in the second period, and wouldn't you know, that's when Arizona actually got their two goals, mm-hmm. uh, kind of against the flow of play, and Edmonton just, uh, as as Tippett said, they uh, he was worried that they would have enough juice for this game. He said he was worried yesterday, he was worried this morning, he was worried just before the game. He said they had three very emotional games they played last week in four days, and even though they had a couple days off in between times, they just didn't bring it from the start in this game. And unfortunate, because opportunity was staring them in the face to uh, put Arizona, in particular, in the rear view, playing without their number one goalie and their top defense pair. You would think that would uh, be a game where you might actually <laughs> score a goal or two. Is Ekman Larson out for long? Is he? Is he? I don't done? think so. I think day to day is what they said. Oh, okay. I was almost. On the other hand, Giordano got hurt in Calgary tonight, and that sounds like it might be bad, but I don't know for sure. But mm-hmm. he did leave the game, and there was a whisper that it might be a torn hamstring or something along those Ooh. lines. So right. that's a bad one. Mm-hmm. Bruce, this is our two good things, two bad things, two numbers, and fifty-seven coughs podcast okay. um. <clears throat> i haven't figured out where the mute button is david so i think I that, one guy have is, that one guy's going to be disappointed but yeah. all we can do is tough it out right yeah um i'll start with a bad thing bruce okay. which is really the first play of the game which i think kind of <laughs> set the stage for what was to come and the puck goes into the, the corner and the order's end and a coyotes player chases it down and not one, but two Edmonton Oilers decide, I'm going into that corner, leaving the guy wide open with the, in the slot. So both Caleb Jones and Shan go into the corner and leave the guy wide open in the slot. 
and it's a, just an absolutely, you know, stupendous scoring chance for the Coyotes right out of the gate. And that kind of um, mental error typified the Oilers' play tonight. I thought they just were not, they were not sharp. And a lot of, of probably every defenseman has a play in that game that they would love to take back. So it was that kind of game for the for the defensemen, and the forwards ha- were unable to, generally speaking, get anything going in a sustained way on the attack. But that, I just thought that play set the stage and kind of typified the night. So that's my bad thing. What's yours? Uh, well, my first thought was the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> are my bad <laughs> thing. But I think I'll narrow it down and say the Edmonton Oilers power play, <clears throat> uh, which they had three power play opportunities in this game. And, you know, coming in, I think coming into tonight, they'd had three power plays or more in 27 games this year, which isn't really that many when you consider, you know, it's basically half the games that they had less than three power plays. But they'd scored in 24 out of the 27. They, they scored at least one goal in all, all those games that they had three chances. And tonight they got three chances, and they didn't really come that close. They had Finally, in the third period, they had one where they at least had some possession in the offensive zone, but they couldn't really generate much dangerous. But the one in the first period was dreadful. They couldn't get over the blue line. And when they finally did get over the blue line, Leon Dreisler got smoked because it's hard to hit as he's taken all year. Um, and, of course, on the second one in the middle frame, they gave up a shorthand goal. And that was uh, lights out on this game, and it just they just didn't have much clicking uh, on the power play, and and gave up the one fatal chance. So I'll, I'll single out that aspect of Edmonton's game. But you you could you could uh, look at this game from a number of angles and find something to criticize. And I don't particularly want to spend an hour talking about it. <laughs> Three hours right. watching it was enough. Yeah. All right. Um, we started with the bad things, which because I think that was fitting. My good thing was, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to go with Kyler Yamamoto. I, he con- continues to make things happen out there. He was involved in some scoring chances tonight. Clever plays around the net. He goes hard to the net. Um, he's looking like the real deal. So uh, Kyler Yamamoto, there you go. My good thing. Okay. Mine is uh, the out-of-town scoreboard. <laughs> Good one. Which uh, saw that all th- all of the Oilers-specific division rivals, except for the team they directly lost to, uh, lost their own games. Uh, Vegas got beat. Vancouver got beat. Calgary got beat. All in regulation. Meaning Oilers didn't lose any ground to any team other than Arizona. Arizona. So... Uh, it's an opportunity lost, man, a man, a win in this game. And they could have almost left the Coyotes in the rear view and kept their games in hand and added two points, but it wasn't to be. But at least they didn't. It wasn't one of those ones where you look around and everybody else won too, and all of a sudden you've dropped two points to the whole division. They only dropped two points to the one team. And they got help on the uh, out-of-town scoreboard from Boston, Tampa, and San Jose, of all teams, that went into Calgary and beat the Flames. That and you know so what? Sweet. In Calgary, they were saying the same thing, that the, after the two emotional games against Edmonton, that they just didn't have a lot of juice in the Flames tank either. So, <clears throat> All right, let's move on to our numbers. My number is two. And Bruce, um, 
these these close games are often decided by you know like a couple mental breakdowns a couple great plays and a couple The first one, I'm talking about the um, shorthanded goal by the um, Coyotes. So the first one, did it go off the back of Nugent Hopkins' leg, the shot? The shot hit the defense. uh, It was blocked by the uh, uh, Arizona guy, and it skittered across the the zone. It looked like it was just going to go to the boards, except for it (coughs) hit Nugent Hopkins' skate and bounced right out into Deadly's open space in the neutral zone with all Oilers trapped on the wrong side of the puck. Two on one, and they go down, and then they bounce one off, in off Clefbaum, Clefbaum into the net. So two absolutely terrible bounces on the same play, and there's the game. I mean, the Oilers, they just didn't have enough uh, gusto to come back when they were down uh, 2 nothing on this night. So, but again, that's, that's, that's hockey. You know, if, if the Oilers had had... Maybe if they got lucky, they came out in the second period with a bit of life. And uh, if they had gotten lucky on a bounce or two, maybe they would have got the first goal and it would have changed things. Maybe they would have found something then. But uh, that was it after that goal. They they didn't uh, have much going on after that. Writing was on the wall. What is your number? My number is zero. And that is, at least by my count, maybe you saw something that I missed, but that is the number of scoring chances uh, in which uh, Connor McDavid was involved. And that is a rare, rare, rare thing. But Connor was one of the guys that just didn't have it tonight. He was, uh, 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 he whiffed on the puck a few times. He, he couldn't, uh, um, he couldn't beat anybody one-on-one. And normally that's a big strength of his, but he got the puck checked off his stick on, uh, on, uh, uh, a few occasions or he simply flubbed it or he couldn't make a clean handle and whatever little space he had was gone. And it was just a game where nothing was clicking for, uh, for number 97. Of course, that's a huge part of, uh, Edmonton's, uh, attack. And it's, it's, it's just, I, I don't particularly want to single them out. I'm just saying it's, it's so rare that it's comment worthy that, uh, that he wasn't involved in creating a single, uh, uh, major scoring chance. I don't think we've seen it all year, Probably uh, Bruce. I don't think we have. So it's very unusual. <clears throat> yeah, he just um, he's always in there, but not tonight. So a couple of you know a neutral zone where you know did the step around some guy and one on one. I I have an idea the ice wasn't good, but then I always say that when the Oilers have a bad game, but it just. It didn't look like they were able to really make many clean passes. And Arizona didn't make that many clean passes either. They just muddled things up and they did it well. I mean, credit to them. They were down some key guys and they came out with a a desperate effort. And that's the kind of games the Oilers have had trouble with all year. Right from, you know, whether they lost to Detroit, Chicago. Uh, there's been a number of games where you think the LA Kings game where you think and they're, but they were playing a team that had lost a few games and had to turn things around and were desperate to win. And, and Arizona had that element to their game tonight, and Edmonton just didn't have it. And Tip, Tippett knew it, and he, he knew it in advance. He, he, uh, he, uh, he could read the tea leaves, and 
it's not a total surprise, but getting shut out after the team scored uh, three or more goals, nine straight games, to score none at all against a team uh, missing its top pairing, it's a little tough to swallow, but we're going to have to swallow it and move on. It's been about a month between stinker games, so I think that's pretty good for a team. I mean, every team is going to mm-hmm. have them, and when the Oilers are going, when the Oilers are going bad, Bruce, they have a stinker game. Probably every fifth game is a total stinker. You know, when when what we've seen during the decade of darkness. So a stinker game per month. Um, well, they're, let's just hope they're done for February. <laughs> well, there's none at all in January. I think the last one there was, was none. December 27th against Calgary. Yeah. So that's pretty good. That's a pretty good run of hockey. And uh, it, it can't last forever, of course. And, uh, but I, I think they'll pick it up again. I think they're going to, they're going to crank it right up again. That's my prediction. I got the sharks on Thursday and, uh, they're just going to need to come home and take care of business. What, what they, what they need to do is, uh, and one of the orders of business in the NHL is not run into losing streaks and especially regulation. You've got to get results. If you lose Mm -hmm. one game, you've got to get something out of the next game and just not, you know, stop the beating as fast as possible. I think that's what's going to happen. Do you think we'll see Tyler Benson? Maybe. It depends on possibly uh, Neal's availability, because if Neal's <laughs> to go, then they're going to have to pull two guys out of the lineup to put Benson in. But uh, uh, it would be disappointing if he got called up and then, you know, sent out because, um, you know, other guys are getting healthier. I mean, he's going to have to get in sooner or later and and... Maybe Thursday. I mean, if they're looking for a spark, I maybe mean, that's one way to provide it. You have some kid out, hometown kid, playing his first NHL game and see if that fires up the troops a little bit. I think it's a good idea. I'd like I'd like to see him in a game too. So um, I think he'd he, they can put him on any line. I think he has something to offer. So it'd be great to see how he does. All righty, Bruce. Well, um, I think we've come to the end of the night. Yeah, not much more to be said about that. I made one tweet after that game, and my tweet said, the less said about that game, the better. <laughs> I think we followed I think that we've role. already said said enough, even though this will be a short podcast by our usual long-winded standards. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for talking tonight, and get better, Bruce. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And in the meantime, and in between times, this has been another edition of the Cult of Hockey podcast. <laughs>